You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. <clears throat> Let's go straight into it then, so we don't have to think about food and being hungry yeah. as we compare our dinners. But um, yeah, what's up? Nothing much, man. I'm uh, I have to say, I'm really excited about this episode. This episode? Oh, I know, yeah. I know. You really want to talk about the. Uh, I know you're really, you were so pumped about the martial arts in film. Heavily into to it. To talk about it? Good, yeah. good, good. Because uh, you're probably way deeper into that than I am right now. Um, before we get into UFC Fight Night 130 and the recap of Darren Till versus Stephen Thompson, I want to talk about an event that happened today at work where <laughs> I was um, I was talking to one of, uh, I want to say a friend, but just a guy I'm friendly with. Who's picking up MMA? Okay, and, or picking up jujitsu. So he brought a friend of his over, and he was like, "Hey, this is my friend. He trains in BJJ." And I, I told him how you are into martial arts as well, and he just wanted to come say hi. I was like, "Oh, cool. What's up, man?" He was like, "Hey." And then we t- we touched about we touched base on this at one point before, I believe. I don't know if uh, that episode is still uh, in the Enough About You catalog for the Enough About You podcast, but. It was a conversation that was pretty quick of, oh, hey, what's up? What's your name? Oh, hey, hey. How long have you been training? Oh, yeah, I remember that. You met some guy at a gym, I believe. Yes, but this is, yes, so this is the exact same kind of thing that would happen. How long have you been training? And I said, "Uh, almost six years, about six years. And he said, oh, where's that? And I said, oh, it's at Karate Jitsu. It's uh, it's down the street from the Krav Maga School in uh, in Cheshire. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, okay, cool. What rank are you? <laughs> like, immediately. And to be honest, I fucking forgot for a second. Because I, 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 A, I didn't expect somebody asking me about my rank. And B, yeah. I don't, like, think about my rank on a daily basis. Because yeah. it's not, I don't hang my whole ability based on the rank. So, mm-hmm. I, was, so I go, oh, um, sorry, I'm forgetting. Uh, it's green. So he looks confused. And I go, it's not a BJJ school. It's an Aikido Jiu-Jitsu school. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. I know he has no clue what the fuck that is. Right. But he goes, oh, okay, cool. And I go, yeah. So I don't care, but I, just to be polite, I go, so so how long have you been training? What rank are you? He's like, oh, a little over four years. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, okay, cool. So I saw him looking at me weird because I said green belt for six years. And that's not the like official BJJ ranking, which right. is like the, uh, what is the IB international Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Federation ranking system. So I go, Oh, it's, I don't, it's not a BJJ school. So it's not like a Gracie Machado, right. EBI or, uh, Eddie Bravo type class or ranking system that I, that it follows. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a traditional thing. He goes, okay, cool. And I could tell he thought I was, like, making shit up. <laughs> like, he, like I could see, like, the gears turning in his head of what the fuck does, who, who is this kid? Uh, like, like what does he do? I, I, I don't think he actually trains. But then I, I had to, I just kept talking to him and I was just going, I was like, do you go gi, no gi? And, and then we started going back and forth. And then he said something that kind of threw me off because he's friends with the, with the other guy who just started BJJ. Okay. And I go, oh, have you like, have you messed around with him and, and had some fun? And he goes, oh, no, he's he's way too, he's he, it's going to take some time before he gets there. So immediately for me, in my perspective, I was like, think I was thinking just that's, that's an odd mentality. You should be able to train with a newcomer and be able to teach, especially after four years. Right. You should be able to just be the uke and just say, hey, I'm going to 
teach you like a guard pass. I'm going to teach you the, like the hip escape. I'm going to teach you how to, you know, like transition from side mount to full guard. I'm going to teach you just basic stuff and you can just drill, man. Mm -hmm. But the fact that his immediate reaction was, Oh, I can't, I can't work with him or train with, with him for a while. Kind of threw me off. And I don't know. I, I don't know. The, I don't know how often you have these conversations, but that conversation kind of threw me off. And on top of the, how long and what's your rank? The fact that I went directly from that to uh, like, oh, I can't train with him because he's a white belt, basically. Right. Just it's all like, about pride. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's negative intent looking at this at this guy with negative intent. But it, it, it left it left me with a bitter taste in my mouth when he left because I was thinking, I don't know what kind of school you go to. But I mean, I would hope that you're training younger ranks or working with young ranks and newcomers. Yeah. And, you, you know, like you, you're supposed to be passing knowledge and you're supposed to be, I don't know. For all I know, it's like a metal school, and all they do is just play music and try to rip each other's heads off. But So here's an interesting thought. Do you think if it was any other martial art, karate, mm-hmm. judo, whatever, mm-hmm. do you think he would have the same mentality, or do you see that more with BJJ students? Of what? What's your rank? How long that, have you been training? That, yes, exactly. The the 21 questions, that, that pride that they have, like, I, I can't because he's a white belt and I'm a green or I'm a brown or whatever. I see it a lot more with BJJ, but I also, it's the flavor of the year, right? Like MMA is making it, especially the UFC is making it so glamorous and, and BJJ schools are popping up everywhere and you can do like BJJ trainings online and get a Gracie Academy belt through their like video Academy session without actually training with somebody, Mm -hmm. which is fucking crazy. Um, So it's, I, I see that more with them. Not to categorize all BJJ artists, but I see it more with them. But it's uh, it, it's it's just I don't I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's just it's almost like a cross. It's like to me, BJJ is becoming the CrossFit of martial arts in today's martial arts community. Okay, you know what I mean. It's just oh yeah, what's your time for Murph on that wad? Like it's it's this weird kind of hip thing to be included of mm-hmm. and to isolate or or not isolate because that's 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 a negative thing to say for crossfitters but it's almost like you identify and i'm not saying all crossfitters i'm just saying the stereotypical kind of like vegans yeah, vegans are course. fine but you have the stereotypical vegan like you know stereotype image and stuff like that it's just i don't know it's it's so weird that that happens so he was asking me he was he was going so what do you train then with this aiki jujitsu and i was saying like oh it's it's not really wrestling based. It's much more judo based. So, cause he was talking, cause I was like, so how do you go? What's the difference between your gi and no gi classes? Cause he said he does both. He was telling me about how, oh, you know, we, we do a lot of fundamentals with the gi and the no gi. We do a lot of wrestling takedowns into grappling and stuff like that. And I was, I was able to relate to that. And I was able to say like, cool, it's very similar to what I do, but I do a lot of, I do a lot of uh, judo into that. So it's a lot of hip throws, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of tatamis into you know, all these other things. So I was trying to explain that. And, um, I knew he had no clue what I was talking about when I was saying, I, I was saying, yeah, we tried not to do too much on the ground. And he, he like cocked his head. Cause I know he's associating jujitsu with nothing but the ground. Yeah. Which means he doesn't really know the, the, the lineage of jujitsu. Mm. He doesn't understand the Japanese roots. He doesn't understand the, the, the tree of martial arts, I, I believe based off of just his reaction to me saying that. Yeah. And I was trying to say, um, I was trying to say, yeah, you know, just the way we train is kind of the idea of, 
you want to get it over with. You know, we're not trying to roll around for the five fives or we're not trying to do a point system. So it's because I was trying to explain like combat jujitsu because uh, the the guy who introduced us, he doesn't know the difference really between gi, no gi, combat jujitsu and all that other stuff. Mm. So I was saying about the differences between striking and grappling and wrestling and, and like the hip tosses and stuff like that. And I was saying, oh, hey, if you want to get into striking, you should. Striking is a lot of fun, you know, and it's a whole different cardio base. And I was like, you could find combat jujitsu, which is very similar. And the other guy was like, you can just slap. And I was like, that's right. You can strike at least. You can strike with a slap. But I was trying to say it's not, you know, full on like jujitsu, old school jujitsu where it's okay. You can do whatever strike and then you can just go for your lock. Like you can just elbow somebody in the throat to try to get the arm loose you know right. so it was anyways moving on it was just another moment that i wanted to talk about because i feel like i always tell you about these and you never have these experiences never for whatever reason i always find myself in these situations with people where we're talking about that well that's why i was asking you too um on your opinion if you think it's more bjj students you come across that ask you these or whatever because i mean just growing up i mean even within my mom's side of the family you know everyone took Shotokan karate or me growing up doing taekwondo all striking based classes and even in the classes it's not like we did a lot of sparring per se but a lot of um working on your your forms or your katas and uh we just worked with each other uh in both styles and i don't know again just that sense of pride maybe the ufc over the last several years had a huge influence on a lot of people you know, and yeah, I know we discussed this before about like the image that the UFC could portray, you know, you know, big, tough guys in a cage, you know, so maybe these students think, oh, maybe I could achieve that one day. I'm, you know, Mr. Tough Guy. I'm a brown belt now. I, wh- why do I need this white belt? Almost like, oh, I, I'm champion. I why guess. am I going to fight with the number six guy in the top 10? You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I mean. I, I still don't I still don't know. I still yeah. don't understand where it comes from where maybe they're just curious and they're tr- they're horrible at making conversation. But I, I want I I'm thinking about what his response would have been if I just said, I don't know, taekwondo or karate. A real traditional, heavily saturated art that's that that's been around in America especially for so long. Yeah. Just to see what, what how his reaction would have been. Probably would have been like, you should probably take a BJJ. Or just yeah, I like I kind <laughs> of expected a snarky response or yeah. a, like a like a comical look or something. I mean, it's whatever. He seems cool. I mean, I, I don't want to hold that to anybody, but it is just weird that I ha I I always see that. I always see these people, these martial artists that have that mentality which is which is very odd yeah um i think the only time i would ask about rank is somebody's teacher yes that's the only time i would care about rank. i wouldn't be how many black belts do you have like how many white belts do you have um it would just be oh you train where you train in what oh that's cool who's your teacher okay cool what's his rank what's his don what's his history did he compete yeah you know just stuff like that um but anyways Talking of, speaking of you know striking arts, let's let's quickly go over the fight night uh, UFC fight night one thirty at Liverpool that happened uh, uh, just forty eight hours ago on Sunday. Um, 
So for those who don't know, that was a, a, a very interesting event. I I touched briefly on Darren Till, I think in the last episode. Yeah. But I, I, I really touched on him in the latest article I wrote on takedowns to breakdowns.wordpress.com. And it goes into his his abilities that are quickly becoming known within the UFC. So the other thing that I, I don't think I really touched on at all, maybe, is Wonderboy. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is a straight up karate guy straight up play uh, uh like got his like uh uh bit his teeth into point fighting karate and he is a tall lanky very accurate striker especially with his kicks he's mm-hmm. known for having great kicks and it was such a great matchup because in my opinion it was an elite version of exactly what it should have been which is karate versus muay thai Darren Till is a Muay Thai practitioner. There wasn't a lot of wrestling. There wasn't any concern about jiu-jitsu. Yeah, no. The bread and butter for both guys was, and still is, striking. So, little controversy. Again, I said in one of the episodes how it's great when you have no controversies, which is very rare in MMA. Mm-hmm. Darren Till weighed in three and a half pounds over. Steven Thompson could have denied the fight, but he said, I'll take the fight as long as Darren Till weighs in on fight day at 188 pounds, which he did. So props to Darren Till, props to Steven Thompson for that. Good good showmanship between the both of them. I think they both appreciated the fact they got to fight. They yeah. both clearly love fighting, so it was good for both of them. But that was a really, a really interesting matchup, in my opinion, based on A... I think so far this year, every fighter who's fought, who's weighed in overweight, has won. Yes. Every single one. Now, Darren, not, they weren't all extreme like Mackenzie Dern, which was like seven and a half seven, pounds. Seven, yeah. But um, Darren Till won by decision, a very controversial decision because a lot of people had Wonder Boy winning three, winning three rounds. So I know you saw you saw good parts of it. The main thing I wanted to talk about was what I mentioned in the last episode of just how cool it is about how stances are in MMA. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're going to start seeing people care more about stances. Absolutely. And just you saw, and by stances, I'm just talking about your normal fighting stance. But when you have a karate guy, especially a traditional karate guy, Lyoto Machida, um, Stephen Thompson, mm-hmm. y- you have that bladed style. When I say bladed, for those who don't know, essentially what you're doing is that instead of having um, both your feet facing forward towards an opponent, towards your target area, you have your feet pointed a little bit off to the side mm-hmm. because you want to jump in and throw a kick or you want to be able to jump back and throw a kick. Yeah, we call that a middle stance. Yeah. It's, in karate, yeah. Yeah, so it's in, out, in. Oh, yeah, you're the guy to be talking about karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in, out, it's in, out. Um Darren Till is the opposite. Darren Till is hips forward, both feet, legs, direction of opponent. It's hands up, it's hand, it's arms wide, and it's coming in Muay Thai because you want your arms wide to quickly drop elbows. Yep. You want cutting elbows. You want to have your hands high so you, they don't get grabbed into a clinch. You can fight off a clinch. And you want your legs forward because you want to throw short, fast, devastating kicks to, uh, to, to the leg. So really cool. Really cool. It, it was. I know. I know. People hated it because people said it wasn't entertaining. Yeah, a lot of people compared it to like watching a sparring match. Um, I mean, I definitely didn't see a lot of 
powerful strikes. I saw a lot of accurate strikes, but I didn't see the power behind them. Yeah. It was, in my opinion, what was really cool was because of the stances, you saw the fighting styles kind of just like forced right to the front. So you saw how Darren Till wanted to land his left power strike. He wanted to land that left hook, that left overhand. And the way he would try to set it up is, from what I saw, he would jab, try to double jab, and then throw the overhand left to try to hit Stephen Thompson while he was distracted by the jabs. Mm-hmm. So because of the bladed style, and I think you could probably explain more from personal experience, it's hard to kind of just move out the way because when you're bladed, you're not you're, you're not con- compact. You're kind of spread out a little bit. So essentially, if something comes in a rounded style, it's you got to be good. But you, to get out of the way, you either have to slip and duck a punch because mm-hmm. that's not standard in karate to have hooks or overhand lefts, yeah. you have to slip it while you're standing in place with your upper body, or you have to have the ability with your legs to jump back, um, which Stephen Thompson can do. But Stephen Thompson also did it in the fight where he has the ability to kick as a like a disruptor. So he would throw a kick to kind of throw Darren Till off. So there's this weird calculation, this weird chess game of Darren Till's coming in and trying to set up this overhand left to time it with what Stephen Thompson's doing. But Stephen Thompson is just so good at karate. Mm-hmm. He would just do something sh- really short and small, like a kick, small kick, heavy kick to the body to push him back or push him to the side. And then the second Darren Till would begin to set, Thompson would jump in, throw a jab or throw like a quick flurry, then hop right back out. Darren Till had a really good strategy of starting to throw leg kicks. But then Stephen Thompson was able to just keep switching stances. And he's he's adept in both stances, in both orthodox and southpaw. So I I know Twitter, and especially because I tweeted something about this, um, because I saw everybody was going, oh, this fight's boring, fucking blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This is such a, this isn't an entertaining fight. And you know what? They're right. I talked about, I talked to some people on Twitter and talked to some people at work. They're right. I was at an entertaining fight, like, woo, like, this is adrenaline and this is, this is intense. No, it wasn't. But... From a fight perspective, and this is what got me a lot of flack on Twitter or a lot of uh, a lot of um, approval on Twitter, was I said everybody complaining about this fight has never has never stood across from an expert striker and had to fight them. And as somebody who stood across from expert strikers and been thinking, how do I how do I attack this person? <laughs> how do I fight this person? It's Granted, if I was similar in skill level, it might be a little bit more. It might. It would have been probably a very different mindset. Mm-hmm. But because I was not on that level of striking, I was just. I can't do anything. Like if I commit to something, I'm going to get countered because yeah. I'm not. They're they're better at countering. If I try to stay in the perimeter, and let them come to me. I don't have the countering ability or the defensive ability to outmaneuver them because their striking's that good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bite on their feints, and I'm going to get hit. So Darren Till is to, is typically an aggressive fighter who likes to pour it on, as evidenced by the Donald Cerrone fight. But every time he tried, Wonder Boy hit him or Wonder Boy got out the way. And Wonder Boy is a great counterpuncher. He's great at switching, hitting as you come in, and then he just hit he combos up high. Or even worse, he gets his timing down and then he just kicks your face off. And yeah. you get knocked out. Um, but you, I want you to throw in some of your experiences because you did a lot more striking than I have uh, with your karate background. Okay. As far as in what situation? 
Fighting. Training. Just fighting in general. Fighting. Um, I'm sure you've stood across, and not in when we've trained, but just in karate alone, I'm sure you've stood across people that you were equal in striking ability and people you were not equal in striking ability. Yeah, well, karate was different for me in my situation because it was uh, all family-based. So, like, my grandfather taught me. Um, he used to own a school back in the 70s, so I used to train a lot with my uncle, who's actually only, like, four years older than me, probably maybe an inch taller than me. So him and I were similar in, like, body shape okay. height okay. weight whatever um i mean he definitely had the power um but essentially like there were three basic stances so you had a back stance where most of your weight was on your uh like your dominant leg and that was more for kicking then you had your front stance which was more for punching then you had your middle stance which we were just discussing which was kind of like all right well not really sure what I'm going to do until I see what my opponent's doing type of thing. So, I mean, it could be either we could do some sort of jump attack from there, or we can do a strike. We could do a quick front kick. Um, so how did you feel when you brought karate into my school or my school into our school? Um, which was with, uh, IQ it was very challenging. Um, why? Because, and I think I discussed this too. Um, because with karate and Taekwondo, Taekwondo was more, as weird as this may sound, um, my interpretation of it was more accurate, more elegant. So the kicking had to be more precise the way you did it. Karate was more power than anything. I mean, well, obviously, Kyokushin, any- Kyokushin and Shotokan, of course, are, are the Japanese arts are harder yeah. in general. I mean, don't get me wrong. Form is absolutely key. But I feel like with Taekwondo, it was absolutely about precision. Um, but co- going into Aiki, you know, in karate and Taekwondo, you're trained to use nothing but strength, really tense up, uh, especially with the black belt katas. You're doing a lot of slow motion movements, but like really tensing up as you're moving. Um, be stone, be rock. Yes. Right, yes. Well, that's, again, very Japanese. And so, you yeah. go to Aiki, and I remember Sensei even kind of scolding me. He's like, why are you so tense? Like, because that's what I'm used to. Right. You know, almost 20 years of being tense. Now I'm told, no, just loosen up. It's like, what? What are you talking about? And I understood because of that science behind it. Right. You know, right. using your opponent's energy against them. Pretty much I was like easy pickings because I was just nothing but energy. Just, yeah. you know. That's, it's really cool to think about the different. So Taekwondo, I know, had a renaissance where it was before it was accurate and go quick for the because it was all point based. Before that, it was like take people's heads off mm. like you know what i mean there's that video of uh of joe rogan almost looks like he killed a guy um, oh yeah when he was competing and that was because he trained at an old school taekwondo school which was hit hard and try to break everything when yeah. you make contact yeah. and then it changed to okay well that's slower than doing point-based stuff so we need to get accurate it's, yeah when i went it was more like olympic based you know olympic more based, accurate yeah, like exactly. i said the forms it was just more elegant more much more cleaner um but definitely useful but right right so i mean um did you ever get into a striking exchange with dylan because i know dylan uh from our school had a very striking intensive uh, i would say more jay than dylan 
But with Dylan, I mean, it's like he's very kung fu. You want to talk about elegance and kung just fu. precision? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The best that I've seen and experienced so far. Um, from from a striking standpoint, or fluidity and just everything. everything. You know, he, again, he's he's like you, right? He's one of those guys you don't judge a book by its cover because although he is taller, he's still kind of like a, a skinnier guy compared to someone like Jay, who's like who's a power just, lifter. Just a brute force, yeah. And but then it's like you train with both of them, and it's like, oh, there's not much difference. So, yeah. I, to my knowledge, he's this guy we're talking about is a uh, very heavy kung fu based person. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, I mean, we can move on from the Darren Till and Wonder Boy Thompson stuff, um, but this is a good transition into talking about martial arts and film because there's a lot of films that showcase the the. I, so I could be wrong, right? Because I'm not a historian of martial arts. I could be wrong. But from what I've experienced personally in training, what I've, what I've seen and uh, what I've spoken about with, with teachers is the Japanese arts are very hard. Even the jutsu. In the jitsu. Um, again, I know everybody hears jiu-jitsu and immediately thinks of Brazilian martial arts. And it's actually a Japanese art. It's actually from yeah. judo. It's actually they, they from literally Hapkido. took it to the ground. Yeah, and they just focus on the ground. So that's it. Um, but you look at hapkido. You look at judo. You look at uh, you look at uh, kyokushin. You look at shotokan. You look at all the Japanese arts. They're super hard. It's super hard, fast movements. But that's it's like one punch KO. That is what they yeah. aim for. It almost seems like compared to Chinese martial arts, which to me is very, very fluid and which is Kung Fu. It's very, very, um, it's all about redirecting. It's circular. It's about staying in motion. It's really, it's weird because in, uh, the, the Ip Man movies really show that, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Um, Donnie, Donnie Yen, yeah. Donnie Yen, who was also in star Wars, uh, Rebel One or Rogue Story. Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. Sorry, Rogue One. Uh, c- kind of showcase that it's he's he's a kung fu master, right? And you see him in his movies about how, especially when he does older movies that have him going against uh, Japanese martial artists. Mm-hmm. You see these Japanese martial artists who are really stiff in their stance, and they, you know, they're they're they're, they're and they have like really stiff gis on. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like just just doing straight punches and he's all about like he's redirecting and flowing and doing circles. The Chinese are definitely more spiritual. And, I yeah, think it's more yeah. of a mental thing. But but even but even the like think about a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. It's not like a devastating Tony Ja Muay Thai I'm going to knee you in the <clears throat> stomach and hopefully break your solar plexus and then I'm going to elbow you on top of the head multiple times. Like he's very punches fast and flurries he moves he's redirecting blocks it's you know what i mean it's yeah. not it's not that it's not uh it's it's not muay thai it's not japanese martial arts and i'll be honest i haven't seen a lot of korean martial arts but i feel like they're very similar to chinese um from what i've seen as far as like they're about fluidity and the spiritual side and all yeah the other stuff. yeah i mean just with my experience alone i could honestly say it's more for the sport and Olympic, you know, um, in the I'm, movies, in the well, yeah, in the movies, uh, for the most part, I mean, the movies that I've seen, yeah, it's, you know, um, I would say for sure, like something like kung fu or, 
you know, then you get like Tai Chi, you know, it's just those fluid movements. It's definitely, yeah. there's, de- like I said, I, I believe the Chinese arts, they're definitely more spiritual. Um, but, but spiritual also brings in the whole, um, I'm a, it's hard to explain it to, to all you listening because you can't see us, but it's very easy to do like a Kung Fu block versus like a like a karate japanese block yeah like it, it's very it's just it's just a very short aggressive movement i feel with 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 the karate art from japan mm-hmm. versus like the the i mean you could just do that I, I forget the movie i think it's the second Ip man movie but it's this it's the scene when donnie yen as Ip man has to fight a whole bunch of japanese karate martial artists and it really showcases it really showcases the glaring opposites of those two martial arts. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. But I I know this is something that you wanted to talk about. Sorry for the squeaking by the way. I know I know the room is a little squeaky mm-hmm. right now. I haven't uh fixed uh the microphone arm so it's kind of squeaky. But I know <laughs> Mike I know Mike you, you wanted to talk about this because you you hold this very very dear so why don't you go ahead and and get it off your chest yeah i mean okay so let's kind of go back in time right uh back when movies first became a thing you know black and white you know charlie chaplin days back then it was when you were watching a martial arts film which they existed back then but they came off more as demonstrations on screen demonstrations i mean they were still a thing that you were able to go and experience in person like you can today okay like a show or whatever but on film it wasn't necessarily like a a jackie chan movie or whatever it just showed two guys in a gi you know one of them beating up the other guy just kind of showing off katas and stuff then you get into the 50s 60s more into the 70s it's all about Again, just this uh, in in like seventy five percent of the time, there's like this elegance to it, and it's just like um, you don't see a lot of power. It's more of the movement in the form, you know. And then obviously, it's being replaced by uh, you know not the greatest sound effects, you know, like whoosh, 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 but it's very slow motion fighting and it's very choreographed i mean it's obvious yeah but there's just something i feel like what they demonstrated back in the 70s was actually very very like intense in a way like if you've ever seen jackie chan's drunken master from the 70s or master with cracked fingers um any of jet lee's movies from the 70s into the early 90s uh, I mean, some of the things they were doing, the breakfalls and just the forms, the flips and everything, it looked amazing, but it wasn't high-intensity fighting. So how do you define high-intensity fighting? Then? So now, again, Jackie Chan, because that's how he started, right? He, he did a lot of these films like every other production company in uh, China was doing back then. Golden Harvest, I forgot the other companies. Golden Harvest was like the bigger the bigger one. Uh, you know, everything was just like, all right, we're going to do this move. Then I'm going to do this. Then kick. 
then this, then this, then this. You know, uh, I, I'm sitting here. Chopping at the air. Yeah, chopping at the air for people that don't know. Um, <laughs> now you get into the 80s, Jackie Chan was like, all right, let's kind of step it up. You know, so where you were just describing, he does like, you know, 15 punches in like three seconds. You know, a lot of more quick, more powerful things. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with camera angles as well. And this is where I respect Jackie Chan compared to American action movies. Right. Where in a movie like, I don't know, what's like the new, like the latest action movie right now? Like Avengers or something? Uh, uh, no. It that, would, that has like fighting in it. Oh. Not, um, nece- not necessarily Deadpool, martial arts, Deadpool. but like Deadpool. Okay. Deadpool 2. But like if you watch a guy from a, a certain angle, let's say from Deadpool's angle, right? The camera's behind him. He's getting ready to, like, punch or kick someone. You see him going for the shot, like a, a, like a let's say, like a, a straight punch to the face. Right before he hits the guy, the camera changes to the other guy's perspective, and it's just his head flying back. Yes. You never, ever see the impact of the shot. Ever. No. In any American movie. You don't see them combined. No. No. In Jackie Chan... Any of his, like I said, 80s, 90s films, there's like a good 10 seconds of where the camera is just still. And you're just watching these guys fight, block, kick, whatever. And the thing that I respect with Jackie Chan is he'll kick somebody, but then what he'll do is zoom in on the next camera on the kick. So you see a pic- the first shot of him is kicking the guy in the stomach. He's going for the kick. The next shot is a zoomed-in camera angle on the kick itself happening. On hitting the person. Hitting the person. Then the third shot is the guy's reaction after being kicked. Right. And that's how Jackie Chan does it. And it just shows a more, I guess, intense perspective as to like the power behind it. At least as, a, as an audience member watching it, like, wow, that was... A very powerful kick, although it's fake, it's more realistic than watching something like a Deadpool. Right. It's also a matter of, and I really appreciate Jackie Chan. I never appreciated Jackie Chan for this, but the way he did fight scenes was he would do just a long shot. He like the camera would like almost be on the ground, right? Or exactly. On a table. That, that's and exactly it would just what I was. Watch t- the yeah. entire fight. Jackie Chan's in the middle. Guys come from both sides, and it just follows him as he runs upstairs. And like it's, it doesn't really change. Yes, it changes the way you said, where it shows the guy getting hit or the guy hitting Jackie Chan and the impact. And Jackie Chan always had comedy because he would miss and hit a door, and he'd be like, "Ow!" and like be shaking his hand. But it was really cool because I never thought of that being a really good action shot until you get saturated with. And it's not like these movies are bad. Like Avengers is great. Uh, Mission Impossible movies. Oh, absolutely. Are fun. They're James Bond movies are inter- like they're all good movies, especially for action. But you compare those fight scenes to to Jackie Chan fight scenes, and you see, wow, this is. You could have five minutes of a fight in a Jackie Chan movie, and it's almost telling a story, an arc. And you you it, you build up like, oh, he's gonna get trapped. Oh, he got away. Oh, there's a really strong guy. Okay, he got a, he he was able to beat him. Or oh no, he lost that thing. He has to go pick it up. 
because you know he was supposed to protect that he goes and gets it. It, it it's the fights tell a story in the movie yeah i feel which is really cool you don't see that very often no you don't camera shakes too much just to give it the effect like oh there's an intense punch coming let me like shake the camera to make it look really intense you know and then it's like just the camera angles are constantly switching on you you know you'll yeah. see like two jabs from another character then they're panning over somebody else getting hit but you didn't even see the kick or punch coming at that person all of a sudden they're flying in the air it's also you know? weird because the movies that are defined as good action movies are the movies that allow the fight scene to play out so john wick for example, John Wick and John Wick 2. Which I've actually never seen. Very cool. That's Keanu Reeves, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's very cool. Who's actually a kung fu yeah. martial artist yeah. since The Matrix. It's cool because he shows the fight scenes out, kind of just like traditional martial arts films, which mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. He's entrenched in those kind of Chinese action cinemas. Um, and he's very much uh, uh, lauded for, as I'm pretty sure, especially in China, like to be specific. But the fight scenes in that are, A, very realistic. So he gets hurt. He gets shot. Mm-hmm. He, you know, gets in trouble um, in, in the fight. He gets compromised in positions. But you see in the fight scenes that, A, it's realistic martial arts. He's using stuff that you and I do. He uses, you know, arm drags. He does hip tosses. He does katakarumas. Mm-hmm. He, he, he does taitoshis. And, like, he does, he, he does actual moves, which is... And he's not superhuman throwing people through the ceiling or punching people and immediately breaking their, their body in half. You know, it's yeah. not he's gotta like double tap everybody he he punches away because it's a punch isn't gonna stop somebody trying to kill you. Yeah. But the good action movies, I feel, are the movies that we can see that in full full, full motion, full action, but it's not cluttered. There's a lot of scenes. So I saw Black Panther, and almost every Black Panther fight scene the colors were so the colors and the camera angles were so just just off mm-hmm. not like they didn't match but just it was too fast they blurred this and they flared yes. that and then they tried to accent this and the gun flare cuz there's always guns in those movies and the guns are too bright or it's it's just there's they're fighting in the water and water's getting splashed everywhere and they, they're zooming up and they're doing close shots in the middle of a water like like as they fall into the water so all you see is just water getting splashed it's just you can't follow the action right if you did a bird's eye view of the fight scene i think it would be a better fight scene and it would make it be a oh wow this is a different action scene this mm-hmm. is a different action movie um yeah so what do you think so what do you think about all the other I know you mentioned Jackie Chan. What do you think about the other martial art movies? Well, like Jet Li. And actually, I wanted to bring this up, too, when you were describing how the Japanese art is very uh, tense, you know, especially when they do their katas. Uh, There's a movie. I want to say the name of it is called Legend of the Fist. Um, I could be wrong on that. But what it is, is it's a remake. It's almost his interpretation of a Bruce Lee movie called uh, The Chinese Connection, I believe, where it's about... A student who comes back to his school in China. Now, at this point in time, uh, the Japanese were coming over into China, kind of claiming some territory. Like, there were some Japanese territories in China. Okay. But they didn't... Both sides didn't like each other still, like... Uh, I I think everybody hates Japan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was, like, this big disrespect for each other, although they were both living on the same grounds. And so, um, in this situation... 
the student comes back to his school and finds out his master not only died, but was murdered. So throughout the movie, uh, whether it's the Bruce Lee or Jet Li one, but it's the same story. So he's trying to figure out, okay, how did this person die? How did, how did my master die? So, you know, he's training within the school still, but he's, he has so much anger in him that he seeks revenge on the Japanese. And, uh, you can see it. It's like a night and day difference when they switch between watching what Jet Li does in the Chinese martial arts. And then they cut to like the Japanese studying their jujitsu and the intensity that goes on in that school. And, I mean, I'm not going to describe the whole movie, but I thought that was a, a pretty good example to bring up um, because that, I think, is the perfect movie. I would say more of the Jet Li version is a perfect example of Chinese and Japanese martial arts combined right. into one. So what do you think about Ant-Man? Have you seen I, I, I saw I saw the Ant-Man movies, and then I saw this one that wasn't Donnie Yen. It was an older an older Chinese actor, and I don't remember his name. That's all right. Um, yeah, because I, I actually did see the three. I saw the one. Uh, now, as far as the storyline behind it, and no, the no, I'm not, I'm not asking. And, I'm not asking for the cinematic review. I'm asking for your martial. You being a martial artist, what is your review of it? I like, think it was brilliant. I thought the way he, his interpretation of Ip Man was i guess kind of what like anybody would think like he's he's the hero you know at least in the first movie he was the, he was a very uh not i guess maybe like an unsung hero in a way i mean people respected him you know but he had a reputation sure uh but the art itself, like, I, I can't even describe it, you well, know? Well, for those who don't know, explain the whole Ip Man thing. Okay, so Ip Man is... Ip. Ip, for those who... Yeah, Ip. I have never heard this Ip Man. Um, yeah, Ip Man. <laughs> um, it's the story about the man who was famous for training Bruce Lee. Um, Bruce Lee wasn't his only student, but it was more of the backstory about this particular guy's, I guess, life and the depression he went through, um, up until the point where, you know, as much as we've heard of him anyways, in real life history, you know, by the time we've ever heard of him, you know, he was pretty much at such an old age, all we knew him as, oh, it's Bruce Lee's master. Um, but yeah, it, it pretty much, he was a wealthy guy in the beginning, you know, had his family, um, very respected martial artist. And in the second film, it showed how they went through the depression. He lost everything. Yeah. Um, but that didn't stop him. I, that didn't really break him down as a person. You know, he still had his integrity his just passion for the art itself you know he was taking in students in his i guess 
uh, rooftop or of, of the apartment building he was living in at the time. I mean, he would just train anywhere. And, uh, you know, then comes the third movie where he's starting to kind of, I, I, I believe at this point he loses his wife. Um, or what was it? He divorced his, his, uh, first wife or she died. He ends up gaining a second wife, I believe at some point. I never saw the third one. Oh, you didn't. That's the one with Mike Tyson in it. I've seen the Mike Tyson fight scene and that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's just like, yeah, Mike Tyson's in it. American guy, American boxer who knew, um, (laughs) comes over to China and he kind of runs like his own underground fighting thing, I guess underground. Yeah. Like a fight club. And he's like the big boss fight promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's a, he's a criminal Dana White. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, and then there's just this... It, it reminded me of the second movie, pretty much. You know, he's going after a gang who's um, heavily, I guess, involved with this fight club, but they're causing trouble now for the surrounding town that it's located in. So now it's his job, or he feels like he has to take on the task of, okay, somebody's got to teach these guys a lesson, you know, teaches them a lesson, now i got to go deal with the big guy. Right. I mean, that fight ends in a draw, but... Mike Tyson, the, they didn't really exchange words, but he gave him a look like, I have a newfound respect for you. Right. In every Ip Man movie, the, I guess, rival, I wouldn't even necessarily call them the bad guy, but the rival of Ip Man right. always had a newfound respect for him. There was never a hatred or the guy didn't die. Like, no one died. It, there was just peace. And that was something different that I never saw in any martial arts film, American or foreign. I think that's very. I don't want to classify. I don't want to stereotype and classify it. But I was going to say it sounds. That seems very Chinese. That seems very maybe yeah. Kung it fu could be for harmony and peace to just always have, not just respect, but just this. I, I, harmony is the only word I can think of. Just this harmony. Compared to compared to something along the lines of, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you if you take every martial art and you go down to the to the traditional roots of it, there's a level of harmony, honor, respect, and compassion um, that you know changes as the years go on and, and times change. But I feel like if there's anything that's gonna gonna be the epitome of harmony and peace and 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 that kind of compassion, I think it would be a Chinese Kung Fu movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, without that's, a doubt. That's what I would say. And like, it was just even funnier, too, just like seeing Mike Tyson have that same outlook on it. But I think with that, it was, okay, these guys are, they're not just fighters like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, although one could be perceived as the bad guy in the movie, both ends are very passionate about their lifestyle, about the art that they were taught. Yes. So, like, even with Mike Tyson's character, like, yeah, it's this Jack Black dude from America who's a boxer because that's what they do in the in he's a in power. the Western culture. Yeah, it's this powerhouse. But at the end, it was like he he actually said stop. Like, all right, 
we're good. But you, and then, but you, then he knew. Did. You knew that was a decision that Donnie Yen was was Absolute, saying in the story. Absolutely, <laughs> like like it's so weird to see Tyson do that because it's just that's not Tyson. Yeah, Tyson bites your ear off. Actually, you know what it was? Up. I just remembered in the movie he sets a timer. I believe so. He's like, "All right, let's go." And as soon as the, I think he was actually getting ready to punch Donnie Yen or Ip Man, and then the the bell rang, and he was like, "All right, time's up." <laughs> And he's like, he pulled his punch. All right, and then he walks down. Mike Tyson walks down the stairs with his Chinese wife and his surprisingly one hundred percent Chinese daughter, and <laughs> gives her a balloon, and they just go about their business. So. Yeah. What was the movie where? Which Ip Man movie was it with Donnie Yen fucking up the Japanese karate people? Uh, Ip Man Two. I want to say was the second one. It might have been the second one. And he's like I a feel prisoner. like that was all the gang-related stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was definitely the second one. The second one when he's a prisoner, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then he... Uh, yeah. And he... Oh, right. He has to fight to win to get money or get bread or something. Because I remember, I remember they were throwing bags of something on the ground every time he beat somebody. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, the Japanese general was so mad, he sent in all of his top students or top-ranked fighters or something and they all like run in and jump down and they're in their geese and they're all just like yeah like just yeah hard kias and donnie yen's all harmony and peace just mm-hmm. let's go kung fu time and just kung fu's them <laughs> so now let me ask you this what yeah. do you think i mean obviously donnie yen did an excellent job but it's not the real it man and i don't think we actually have that much footage of you know, I think I've seen one demonstration video of Ip Man of of Ip Man just work doing some katas on um, what's the name of that training dummy with the wooden dummy with the pegs. Oh, I don't know. You've you've dealt um, with that more. Than yeah, I have. it's it's more of like a kung fu thing. Um, yeah, it's like a think of like a five six foot tall wooden totem with random pegs hanging out if you're listening to this podcast you probably know what we're talking about you definitely seen yeah well if you i'll tell you what if you've seen any jet lee or jackie chan movie like 90 percent of their movies that take place back in like uh fetal eight seventeen eighteen hundreds china you know like at some point they're training on one of those things (laughs) but anyways um i think there's like one yeah, there's like one scene of like the actual it man training on one of those. Um, but other so okay, getting to my my yeah. point, my question. What do you think now of Bruce Lee compare as a as a martial artist but also as a person, his personality, his way of life compared to Donnie Yen's interpretation of what Ip Man is. Because he could the real Ip Man have gone through all that? Was that his true personality? Maybe. I mean, I can only take that. There's a scene, and if you're listening, you can YouTube it. It's from an Ip Man movie, and I'm sure you'll tell me which one, where Bruce Lee shows up. Uh, That could be... Second one? Well... I want to. He makes appearances as a little boy in. No, this is when he shows up and he's he goes like I can. Well, there is. I want to say it's the one. It's either okay. It's either the third movie or the movie 
that I'm talking about, there's actually another It Man movie out, a fourth one. Oh, my God. But it's not Donnie Yen. Like I said, now this it's... One, this one is with Donnie Yen. I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, so it's, it's definitely the third one, then. Third one, right. Yeah. So a guy shows up, and he goes, I'm fast. Like, my kung fu is the best kung fu. And it's funny, because It Man, the, the Donnie Yen, is... is very humble, very peaceful. Oh, so you're fast. Okay. And he, I think he puts a cigarette in his mouth and he does something along the lines of, don't let me light the cigarette. And he just lights a match and he tries to kick like the match out and the cigarette out and he just keeps moving very slowly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, quote unquote slowly, but he just... Just to, just to really emphasize the anticipation of... Minimal movements. Minimal movements, yes. And it's um, it was a scene, I think, that, that a lot of martial artists and a lot of fans of traditional martial arts really enjoyed because it was the... It, it was the... It was the scene that people imagined it would be like. You had a very brash, arrogant martial artist who thought he was the best and had the best kung fu, the best system, mm-hmm. and was unbeatable. And he went up against somebody who's very old school, very traditional. Not go up against is the wrong term, but clash maybe is a better word or um, interacted is maybe the most political way to put it with the most traditional old school version of the, of Kung Fu. That's another thing. A lot of people always quote Jeet Kune Do as being this, this really amazing art that Bruce Lee invented, which it was. But people don't realize that Jeet Kune Do and Bruce Lee's foundation was Chinese Kung Fu. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. It's not until you either practice or see a lot of Kung Fu that when you start watching Jeet Kune Do, you go, oh, that is very Kung Fu. It's just like the finishing stance on something. Mm-hmm. His movements, his stance changes, his hand position his flow movement, the way he would always move his upper body and have it like snap his hands. Yeah. That's very Kung Fu. And it's funny because Jeet Kune Do is this whole intercepting fist, like strike, wah, just like always hit hard and fast and strike right before the, your opponent does. Like, and it's always this like coiled snake position, super ripped because you're just nothing but coiled muscle ready to fire. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's foundation is very fluid. Kung Fu, like it, it's very strike hard but it's 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 just it's I, we're not kung fu practitioners on any heavy level so i think if we got a kung fu person in here like chet or i mean dylan doesn't live in the area anymore but if we got um some kung fu people in here to talk about that i think that'd be really fun but i'm sorry your question was about uh my about it man yeah, well, yeah, because um, and I'm I'm actually glad that they finally did a movie about him too. Because for the longest time, it was always oh Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee the greatest, you know, he, he was the goat. Um, but finally seeing it from It Man's perspective, and my and that was one thing that confused me too. Because maybe my history is wrong on this, but I thought that Bruce Lee started training with It Man at a very young age, and I'm talking like four or five years old. Um, cause I know there, I mean, 
I've seen pictures of them, but that, that doesn't nece- I get it. That doesn't necessarily mean they've trained. No, no, no. But but, but the, uh, the, in relation to that scene in the movie, that's a movie scene. Nobody's right. saying yeah, because they made it seem like actually. oh he didn't meet it man until later on in life. Yeah, nobody's saying that actually happened. Right. But I think they just wanted to do like an homage to Bruce Lee and, yeah, and have yeah. a connection for the for the quote unquote fans, fanboys, yeah. fangirls, the people who who were who are deep into it like you when it comes to martial arts and film. I think it's funny that we talk about Jackie Chan and Kung Fu. We talk about Ip Man and Kung Fu with Donnie Yen. We talk about Chinese martial arts and as a general to be, for the most part, much more fluid-based, much more, uh, almost harmony setting. And then you have Jet Li, who I feel kills a lot of people in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jet Li is a very violent version, I feel, of... Uh, of Chinese Kung Fu. Yeah, he's had he, he tried to do the whole Jackie Chan thing too at some point. He's had some funny, I guess, comedy movies um, like uh, where he portrays a character called Fong Sai-Yu. Um, I think, I want to say there's two or three of those movies. I want to say two maybe. Really? Uh, yeah, he portrays this character who's very he's good spirited. He's very immature. Uh, but come the second movie, you can see how much he's grown um to become i guess like the man of the family and uh things of that nature also the once upon a time in china trilogy really great i recommend that yeah um but another thing the thing with jet lee's movies especially when they take place in those time periods right with uh you know the half shaven heads with the ponytail like he almost like the monk old school monk yes hairstyle what what is your opinion on the whole I don't even know what the proper term is called but the light foot like flying in the air type of thing or they're walking on water on their like big toes it's because and uh <laughs> it's because they it's that whole like harmony and spiritual fluid movement and connectivity yeah. with nature but I'm just trying to figure out like when elements. did it get to that point because like I said once the, the technology c- got there yeah I mean I have to imagine, and again, we should definitely have Chet on to discuss this. I feel like it has to do a lot more with the, um, has to do a lot more with the philosophies, right? You have dragon style and panther style. You have like the crane. You want to you want to channel the you want to channel mantis, and you want to do all this. Like it's, I think it's because it's it is a much more spiritual side attached to it for sure that you want to flow this this essence through you and that's why they have i have the essence of this so i can walk on the water or i'm so skilled and harmony and balance i can run up up tree leaves and on yeah on on tree branches um or i can you know throw a throw a sword or shoot a giant bow because i have the elegance and the grace of a of an eagle or a hawk and you mm-hmm. know what i mean like uh, that's what I think. It, is that what it came? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Is that what I think it came from? I think it's. I think I'm. I'm not surprised when I see that in Kung Fu. If I saw that in like a Keanu Reeves movie, I would kind of be surprised. I'd be like, yeah. that's the only. Okay, the only Keanu Reeves movie that could pull that off is obviously The Matrix. But besides True. that, but that was so that was very similar, right? We're gonna we're gonna bend the rules of reality, but that was all because it was a computer program that you uh, could bend. yeah yeah. But it was very, and it was because of the Chinese Kung Fu. Um, uh, I forget the the action, uh, the the fight coordinator, but 
but he was he's a famous Chinese one, mm. if I remember, and and that's that's where it came from. So I pulled up Jet Li's uh, martial arts background, and he oh, yeah. this is interesting. He started training wushu when he was eight. Yeah. Uh, he attended a non-sparring wushu event, and then he joined the Beijing wushu team, mm-hmm. uh, and they did martial art displays at the All China Games. Um, he was very talented. Uh, they help a lot of people helped him develop. Um, he won 15 gold medals and one silver medal at the Chinese Wushu Championships. He was competing against adults uh, as a very yeah. young man. Like, man is, is wrong. Tw- uh, he was 12. Uh, <laughs> facing mid-20-year-olds. Yep. Um, so he's a master of several styles of Wushu, especially the Northern Long Fist style, Tumbling Fist, and Tumbling Fist. Uh, he's also studied other arts, including uh, eight trigram palm supreme ultimate fist shape intent fist drunken fist eagle claw fist and praying mantis fist he did not learn southern fist because his training focused only in the northern shaolin styles he's also mastered wushu's main weapons such as the three section staff broadsword straight sword um and yeah so let's go ahead and compare that fun fact about him by the way at the age of 12 13 uh he him and his Wushu team did a demonstration here in America. Okay. And the president at the time, who I want to say was Reagan, I could be wrong on that. Okay. Um, I don't know how true this story is, but supposedly Reagan was so impressed with him, he tried to convince Jet Li to be one of his personal bodyguard. Are you serious? That's how impressed he was with his Wushu. I could be big. I, I've heard that somewhere. Um... But yeah, obviously he couldn't join because he was so young. Um, but yeah, I guess right. he actually asked him, "Can you be like? Would you like to be my personal bodyguard?" Right. Yeah. Right. So. I I also feel like um, I also feel like the difference between uh, uh, Jackie Chan and Jet Li is that Jackie Chan was much more grounded within film than Jet Li. Like I think right. Jackie but- Chan was also much more into. Uh, the movie and production and directing. Aspect. I think entertainment in general, because I know watching I, uh, more recent interviews with him, he said if he had to live another life, he'd come back as a singer. I mean, I know he sings now, like he's he's uh, got his own albums out in China. Um, I guess he's very popular in China with his singing career, but he's definitely an entertainer for sure. But him and I believe Sammo Hung. Uh, both grew up in temple together. I believe he they both trained and grew up in whatever temple or school for kung fu. I'm not sure. It looks like Jackie Chan trained. Um, Could be wrong. It's really only saying he trained rigorously within martial arts and acrobatics when he was younger. And then it wasn't until uh, later when he began to master Hapkido, karate, judo, taekwondo, and jikundo. Um, but I feel like there's got to be Kung Fu here somewhere, but at least where we're looking, which is Wikipedia, a lot of it is based on his, um, his directing. Okay. Yeah. Cause just cause he's done so much, right. He, he's been from a film perspective. He's one of the most decorated directors for, I think Chinese film or just martial arts film, especially, Absolutely. you know, like, um, like how much is about his film career, just his film career. Um, Sorry, what were we gonna say? I I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh, you're um, gonna say anything? Okay. 
But yeah, I mean, you figure it goes back to the 60s, his career? Something, somewhere around there? Oh, it's it's been a lot. I know he was in maybe one or two Bruce Lee films as an extra. Um, actually, him and his stunt team. Uh, Bruce Lee hired his stunt team to work in like one or one or two of his films. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so if you had to tell people, cause it's getting a little late. So if you had to tell people that the best modern Kung Fu or Kung Fu, the best modern martial art film to watch, what would you tell them? Modern as in like, if you just have to recommend a great martial arts film, okay. something to said a modern martial arts film that you would recommend. That's that you feel like some somebody should somebody should have to see. Okay, all right. Um, I want to say the last martial arts film I saw that I thought was of Jackie Chan quality, and it has been a little while now, is Ong Bak. Um, Tony Jaa with Tony Jaa, yeah. Um. I will, you know, I have to say, I will try to watch those John Wick films. Um, as far as I'm just trying to think of like true martial arts, not just action in general. Um, okay, so wait, wait. When you say true martial arts, do you refer to? I mean, like Tony Jaa does Muay Thai, and in the yeah. movie he's doing Muay Thai. <laughs> but, like, but he also, but his movies, especially Ong Bak, is very rooted in like his he's culture. training Muay Thai. It's in, in his culture, though. Like, 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 right. they care about the elephants. Like, I, and, like, I can't sit here and recommend Batman versus Superman just because they throw some punches here and there. You know what I mean? Well, I was going to say as far as like traditional martial arts, you're saying showing like a traditional martial arts film, not just a experience of martial arts, because I was going to say for the experience, I think John Wick 2 is the best real life application of martial arts in a combat situation that I've seen. It's the closest thing to to what what we've trained in Mm. when it comes to knife defense, when it comes to uh, multiple enemies, when it comes to finishing on the ground or staying off the ground so you don't get crowded uh, when it comes to situational awareness when it comes to you know self-defense against guns all the stuff that you and i have trained in in aiki jiu-jitsu yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that you know and and that to me i feel is the most applicable when you see the crowd maga elbows and you see the stuff like that you see um you see a lot of judo throws that go straight into like uh like locks and it just to me it was the most satisfying of oh yeah i've done that oh i've had that done to me that sucks that's what it looks like when you go all out on that that's when you go oh okay when you go uh when you go all out that's what that move does i'm glad we don't train that full out because i I would not have my shoulder (laughs) or my arm but as far as a traditional film of the culture the heritage the tradition the mindset the 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 impact on from from a cultural and societal perspective of martial arts i would not recommend john wick because it has nothing to do with that right i would go along with what you're saying i i, I would probably say actually i don't care for it because from a i i don't have any personal investment into chinese film but the film um it man 2 okay just because I think that that really goes into, especially in that time frame, that time period with the Japanese and Chinese and stuff like that. I would say Ip Man 2 um, okay. makes the most sense um, for a traditional martial arts film. I would say that. that that's where I would go. 
Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm well, yeah, like I said, as far as like modern film, I I would still go with my my choice only because that's the only thing I know of at the moment. But I would highly recommend everybody please just go back in time, go back to the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and just as corny and dated as these movies might be. It really, I, it makes me appreciate the art more. And like I said, especially with the 70s where everything was about, wasn't even about speed. It wasn't about power because they demonstrated the power through crappy sound effects. It was just yeah. the forms. They did a lot of complex stuff that made it look great. And they also interpreted like that whole, uh, you know, that long like two, three minute shot of just these guys just going at it, you know, a choreographed slow-mo fighting. But right, like, right. Um, yeah, I, I would say if you had to start out with something though, just to wrap this up, um, any of the Jackie Chan films from the eighties into the early nineties. All right. Not like the, 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 don't watch the fucking, uh, what was it? The tuxedo or the medallion. Those movies were corny and they were Americanized. Uh, yeah. I mean, rumble in the Bronx. Just look up that movie. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, Uh, that's old school. And I would say Jet Li movie, uh, just watch, um, Legend of the Fist. I want to say that's the name, the name of it. It's his rendition on Bruce Lee's The Chinese Connection movie. So if you guys Google that, I'm sure you'll find it. I'm pretty sure it's called Legend of the Fist, though. Yeah. So. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys uh, had a good had a good time. But definitely check out those movies if you want to see a slice of that traditional martial arts stuff we were talking about. But uh, thanks for tuning in this time. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.